0: welcome to the suburbs i'm kim
1: i'm juice and this This is is suburban Suburban Podcast. podcast we're just two bougie negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces follow us on twitter at suburban
0: pod all right have fun and enjoy let's get to it
1: We're recording.
0: (laughs) I guess so. What up? Chillin', man. How you Uh, doing?
1: I am doing good.
0: Same here.
1: So, where do you want to start?
0: Let's talk about this weekend. Okay. Uh, Since we hung out and shit.
1: I am slowly becoming more social, which is amazing to anybody who knows the hermit that I've become. Um my brother came in town for my niece's first birthday, which was dope. him and his wife came in from Indianapolis
0: and hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: gang gang <laughs> um, so we did her birthday parties Saturday morning and we hung out throughout the weekend uh Saturday night we uh went to campus 805 uh the quantaphonics. We are yes. having a concert. Yes. It was really good.
0: Yeah. It could y'all was... actually hear it pretty well from the patio when they were playing?
1: Um, uh, we could hear it a little bit. And then we moved to the grass. We were behind you, though. Because, you know, you front row shouty.
0: Hey. You gotta get in where I fit in. Mm.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Campus hit on five. Like, I, I usually go. But I try not to go when it's really packed. Mm-hmm. Because it is hard to park after a while, mm-hmm. but um, it was definitely worth it.
0: I agree. Um, I had a makeshift park, but you know it worked. Right. But it was it was that's the kind of venue that they need because they always bring such a huge crowd. Like their last show. Their last show was in Florence. I didn't go to that one, but I went to the one um, at Humphreys the day before they did Florence. And they usually do the patio at Humphreys. And it was stupid packed. Like, I'm talking people packed on both sides of the alley. Of course, all the seats and tables are full. People standing up by the bar. Like, it gets so crowded and out there. And it's already summertime, so it's hot as fuck. But when it's crowded it's just always like a miserable sweaty time. So that was a little bit better for them to have more of an open space to perform because I mean, just think about all those people that were there that night, but being like at Humphreys. That's not a good. Look. Right.
1: I, I was pleasantly surprised about the sound quality though. How yeah. How good it did because it, it wasn't like too, uh, usually when you're playing that open, it's not
0: sound doesn't carry well
1: right, but it definitely sounded great. Um, also just campus 805 mm-hmm. might be the best thing Huntsville's done in a long time.-hmm like that's the type of things that are gonna get us more hit. We're not gonna be like one of these cities that's uh, just has a dope club scene. we we don't need to focus on that we need to just try to find the quirkiness and uh just the weirdness of huntsville we need to model ourselves after like austin yeah more so focus on music and just life like that Mm -hmm. embrace uh who we're becoming
0: yeah like we could honestly become a music city. I feel like there's so many local bands that are emerging that are getting pretty like regular mm-hmm. um around downtown and just around the city in general. Um I'm I'm kind of excited that Huntsville has finally developed like a niche for I guess our age group, because right now we're kind of in between as far as like what to do socially. Right. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. it's either go to all the shitty establishments downtown or go to the ratchet places.
1: Right. (laughs) And I, like, the other thing is that I did read something to where um, there was actual effort for trying to uh, develop the Huntsville music scene and using. they're doing something called like a musical audit, okay, to see how uh, some of the bands and music can uh, become bigger and more developed as a culture. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about like what Muscle, Muscle Shoals did in the 60s and 70s, yeah, that's in the middle of nowhere and had some of the greatest albums of all time coming out of there,
0: mm-hmm. and even still like candy fest and all that is still really yeah. big it's just
1: like the black keys brothers album was recorded in muscle shows
0: oh i didn't know that yeah damn
1: like it's a lot of albums that have been that have come out from there from aretha franklin to wilson pickett
0: civil wars
1: yeah um i think jack i think jack white has done some stuff in muscle shows really like that's some people's favorite uh place to record
0: hmm i wonder why
1: Historically, it's just amazing. Like, I mean, you got Young Aretha Franklin back there singing, and then you got uh, you got Leonard Skinner going through. You got the Almond Brothers,
0: the Almond Brothers,
1: um, Booger T. and the MGS, a whole bunch <laughs> of crazy stuff.
0: Speaking of the Almond Brothers, so you got to interact with my friend Michael on Twitter. He's a huge Almond Brothers fan,
1: right? <laughs> the funny thing was when I was just like, did we
0: just become best friends?
1: <laughs> it's always great. Like, I used to do this thing to where when I would meet, like, when we go to parties and, like, our crews would interact, when I would find, like, the juice of their crew. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what happened with Steve when I yeah. was
0: like, wow, you like, I think he's in my phone as white juice. <laughs> <laughs> no lie.
1: Like the first time we hung out, it was like, "Yeah, this is meant to be." <laughs> he was like a history major and everything too. I was like, "You really damn, are the he white? was." Yeah, I was like, "You really are the white Jeez. I made him a hat and everything. <laughs> like you remember the hat I used to have? Well, I still have it. Which one? Where I have a graffiti name, my name and graffiti on it, and it's swept up.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I made him a hat. <laughs>
0: How cute. Oh, bromance.
1: Mm-hmm. So sweet. But uh, speaking of uh, interacting with people in uh, in your life, I was at uh, Liquor Express on Friday. <laughs> and I was checking out. And a guy comes in. And he's like, you mind if we put our flyer for my band in the window? And he was like, yeah, man, let me see it what's your band's name? He was like, the Quantiphonics. I was like, oh, okay. And so, like, he goes out there, I I finish, uh, I pay for my beer or whatever, I'm walking out. I was just asking him about the show. I was like, so what time is it starting or whatever? And we started talking or whatever. And then, I was like, all right, man. And he was like, yeah, my name is Jake. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh, wait,
0: Is this? The universe is so Is is this who?
1: She's been essentially stalking for the last three weeks? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I mean All right.
1: So we have arrived at this point. What the fuck, bro?
0: I don't know. I can't explain it. I I told you that I just really connect with people's auras and their energy. And I usually like like subdued guys, but I definitely like musicians. That's that's just let's just get that out of the way. But like guys who aren't like center of attention types, or you know what I'm saying, like the quieter.
1: You just like weirdos, man. I do. Like just come on out and just say
0: I like weird men. (laughs) I feel like I'm an amber rose. Amber Rose be liking some weird motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I like weird, weird men.
1: Like, yeah, she has she definitely has a, a weird man thing.
0: Twenty one Savage was
1: Wiz is weird. weird,
0: Wiz is weird. Kanye, Kanye is, is weird. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Kanye might something. be the weirdest of all of them though, to be honest. He is. <laughs> he just weirdest. don't look as weird.
1: Yeah, like Kanye is definitely the weirdest. <laughs> It's like that old uh, Donald Glover joke. It's like, Kanye is into weird, specific shit. He's into teddy bears and robots.
0: <laughs> Man, he had everybody wearing them damn teddy bear shirts.
1: Right. He Yeah, he did bring that, that polo uh, bear back. hmm It was a mood.
0: But yeah, I like weird men. So
1: Sorry, right, bro. We all have things we're attracted to. I don't know. I guess we talked about it last week, but... I kind of like geeky girls, mm-hmm. but the only problem... Like
0: geeky looking or a geeky personality or both?
1: Geeky person. Because there's
0: some closeted geeks out here.
1: I'm quite fond of uh, closeted geeks and we'd be like, oh my gosh, she's just as weird as me. <laughs> like, But the problem is I used to think I liked like boring girls. But I realized that I actually just like lame girls at that time. Well, I was chasing lame girls, mm. which is different from boring. True, lame is like, yeah. And then I found myself getting played by boring.
0: Lame can people. be fixed, right? I think.
1: Boring can be interesting, <laughs> like depending on the thing. Like boring can make you feel safe.
0: Yeah, that's yeah,
1: but. Lame makes you feel like you want to blow your fucking brains out. <laughs> you can get overboard, but lame might make you kill yourself. Yeah. And then I found myself keep getting played by lame girls. I was like, whoa
0: Damn yeah. now that's Yeah. That's lame.
1: <laughs> it's nothing worse than that though. When you're mm-hmm. like like it's like this one girl uh, I introduced her to so much like dope, like cultural shit. I had her listening to good ass fucking music
0: Ooh you went out here Styling bitches was it <laughs> I was styling bitches and Okay Kanye Had Kim change up her whole damn wardrobe Hey
1: sometimes you gotta do that shit You gotta step in like yo Let is, me
0: upgrade yeah. you Right, On and my arcade
1: watch And I'm sure women can Understand that cause y'all I know y'all been with some Just lame motherfuckers And you got that brother dressing better. You got him uh, w- stop wearing square toed dress shoes. <laughs> you got him uh, ironing his shirt before he leaves.
0: I haven't been in enough relationships to say that I do that but I did do that with the one relationship that I was in.
1: <laughs> and then they just take all that shit to, to somebody, somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. You can't, you can't get your feelings about it, bro. Hey, but you know it, it happened. Yeah, it did. Hey, man, it happens to all of us.
0: <laughs> happens to the best of us.
1: One day you just you, just, you're like, I'm just gonna build him up. Then <laughs> he's built up and all with somebody that ate you.
0: Yep, too good for your
1: ass. I, I just want to be with somebody that's. <laughs> Nigga, when you start talking (laughs) like that? (laughs) Who
0: are you? The fuck? But yeah. Yeah, I like weird men. I typically like musicians with hair.
1: With hair? What does that mean?
0: I don't know. I like long hair on men. Oh.
1: I thought you were talking about like facial hair.
0: Well, yeah, facial hair is a plus on everybody.
1: Man, I. You know when's the last time I shaved my mustache? This little pussy ass fucking mustache. <laughs> Six months ago. I like this shit does not grow. I, sh- I had to shave the other day. Because I like hair is on my chin. That shit man, it's like a motherfucker. I'm so not used to shaving.
0: That sounds like how often I shave my legs. Hair on my legs doesn't grow like it used to
1: here i am talking about the ultimate sign of masculinity bro
0: women hate shaving like people think it's high maintenance for women to get like laser laser body hair removal but shaving your legs is just like such a task i think it's only exciting the first couple times you do it and then it's like (sighs) like if you forget and you're in a hurry somewhere you got a dry shave then your shit gonna be irritated it's like
1: uh. i have no hair on my legs
0: At all, I don't have much hair on my legs.
1: No, but I'm a dude. That shit's weird. Like I don't have a lot of body. Who's looking
0: at your leg hair though? Who is just looking for hair on a dude? Just like "Hmm, let me look at this man. He got body hair.
1: No, it's just like (laughs) some of my friends be looking like fucking uh, Teen Wolf, and I be (laughs) like, bro, I don't shave. You still
0: out here like a little like a little baby. That's why I still keep getting carted everywhere. Fresh faced.
1: Like uh, like after I saw you at uh 805 i went i was leaving and then i stopped and wish you were beer and i had a snake handler which is an ipa if you are know, not yeah. from huntsville yeah 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 i guess at the preface day we like what the fuck oh you no what
0: just in case you know we out <laughs> in these streets
1: it's a it's a really good beer from burtman but uh yeah i had a snake handler and the girl was like let me see your id i was like about to be surprised and she's <laughs> <laughs> like really Oh my god! I was like, yeah. Then, then I feel like it's something wrong with me.
0: That good old black, you know what they say about it.
1: Mm. I don't know. I didn't see some that it it's definitely cracked. <laughs> that shit is busted. Well, you, you,
0: listen, I listen to um a podcast called um Getting Grown, and their their tagline is um is like stay hydrated and you know keep lotion on cuz your black will crack if it's dry so you got to moisturize
1: you got to moisturize
0: <laughs> your soul
1: yes nobody um. want no ashy soul <laughs> that shit is for the birds
0: i want to tell you about
2: it let me tell you i have been
1: gone yeah. <laughs> gone so long just wanna
0: say you. I know <laughs> you've been here Harried a lot of things
1: She has really cool style.
0: Yeah, I love, I love her style.
1: Especially like, like, like on her other uh, Instagram, it's mm-hmm. like, yo, she's she's real cool. Yeah,
0: she's she's she is a, uh, she's a free thinking woman. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's not just following trends, which is right. The kind of women I like.
1: Right, like, I hate the fact that like almost yeah. everybody dresses the same now. Yeah. And, like, it's cool when you see somebody that has, like, their style down that fits their personality. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: But it's not also, like, trying not, too hard to right. be different. It's like
1: they actually understand why this looks good right. aesthetically. And then it fits their personality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is the definition of personal style.
1: Right. So, yeah. There's no free thinkers anymore.
0: It's good seeing everybody out. Yeah, I wish, wish they didn't have to leave so early Sunday. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what's up? Yeah, um, Campus of Five is dope.
0: Yes, it I, is.
1: I usually don't like Yellowhammer. I usually stick more with straight tail So do I. Because I've like- never
0: hung out at Yellowhammer without there being something going on though. Like I, I literally just go and hang out on the patio at straight to L, but right. I don't do that at Yellowhammer, and I don't know why.
1: Um, if you get pizza and you're hanging out with people, it's it's cool to go to Yellowhammer, but I always feel like no disrespect. Well, I might not even say, I might cut this out. I feel like uh, straight to L is Nike, and uh, Yellowhammer is like Adidas or Under Armour. It might be Under Armour. Because Adidas is dope as fuck. Yellowhammer Adidas
0: is dope. So don't do Adidas like that.
1: Right. So we're going to go. It might be Under Armour. Uh, wow. Well, All right. What's the definitive rankings of Huntsville Brewery? Number one, straight to L.
0: Number one is definitely straight to L. I want to say straight to L, Yellowhammer, OTBX.
1: Um.
0: There's another one. That's like right down the street from Yellowhammer. What is it? I have never been to Green Bus, so I'm, I haven't been what, to Green Bus. What that's about? There, what is that one right there on Clinton? I think it, it's right beside the Rock and Roll.
1: Sushi. Wish you were beer, but they don't have any brewer, Like, no, I thought that beers. was
0: like another little brewery.
1: Might be. I don't know. Um. Then you got Blue Pants in Madison. I don't really like. Never Blue Pants. been
0: to Blue Pants.
1: That's the first brewery I ever went to, outside of yeah, outside of the old Straight Tail and Lemon Fairy, mm. which I I did like that building. That was a cool, little vibe. Um. Then you also got Old Black Bear. Out in Madison.
0: Old oh, Black Bear. Never been there either. Damn, it's a lot it's a lot out here tonight, know that I'd be forgetting about.
1: Rocket Republic is all it's past my apartment.
0: Yeah.
1: It's I've never been there. I've been by there, but I've never been I've had their beer. I do like Mach 1. That's probably my second favorite Huntsville beer. Um so the Defendant Rankings to me would be straight to L one. Might have to put Rocker Rocket Republic up in this too. Just based on their actual beer. Mm. I don't care for Yellowhammer beer. Like I always drink the T minus uh, citrus one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh I haven't tried Green Bus yet.
0: Is I that- wanna try Green Bus, but I heard they did not we talking about that the other day that like they close at like eleven or something.
1: They probably do, yeah. I mean most of the breweries don't stay open past. 11 Hell I think Then Straight Day, When did Straight Dale Close
0: Straight Dale Stays open Just like a regular bar They close at one thirty, two 2 o'clock I
1: don't know Um But yeah Uh I guess if you're Listening from outside Of Huntsville Um It was like it's, We're going through Like a I guess a A beer Like uh, I want to say renaissance, because I think that's an overused word. But we're going through like after they passed the laws, I guess about ten years ago, to like the rules on beer because you know Alabama's conservative AF. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, there's been a lot of home brewing and microbreweries and things
0: like that. My roommate in college, Sam, he used to home brew. His his dad does a lot, but he had a he got a homebrew kit for Christmas one year, and he had started making a lot of homebrew.
1: We did once, and we we, we didn't, failed at it. Yeah, we didn't even keep up with it.
0: I think I remember that.
1: Yeah, I think it was that winter break when we partied a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was an out in the, it was in the laundry room, <laughs> but uh, I. I don't
0: have the discipline, the homebrew. Yeah, it
1: does take a lot. And then, like, I would hate to be like, "Yo, this is shitty." <laughs>
0: <laughs> After all that, like, waiting. Yeah, yeah, but this shit sucks, bro.
1: <laughs> what yeah. are you doing?
0: Yeah, so it's, it's a couple months in the in the process. school on here. Oh, okay. We could definitely talk about that. Um, I think it's pretty dope. I did
1: realize we never talk about sports.
0: Yeah, we don't. I haven't been watching sports the way I used to. Um, I used to keep up with everything, but
1: uh, I don't know if I've said this, but I'm a huge uh, LeBron stan. Almost as bad as a Kanye stan. A
0: stan, eh?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> on that Laker bandwagon, go Lakers. No, I'm just saying, I, I hate the Lakers. It's so difficult. I've always hated the Lakers.
0: I still cannot imagine LeBron being in a Laker uniform.
1: I know they released the jerseys the other day. Really? Pretty, like, they're kind of the old school jerseys, so they're a little dope, but it's still just weird seeing, like, the idea that he's going to be a Laker. Yeah. But, uh, he's had a pretty busy off season, of course. Uh, He's switching teams after going to the finals and getting swept. <laughs> oh, God. Shit, it's terrible. Um, and then uh, now he's just opened his I Promise School in yeah. Akron. Yeah. Uh, right now it's just third and fourth grade. I think it's four hundred kids. Mm-hmm. And then by twenty twenty two, it's gonna be kindergarten through eighth. Okay. But it's just third and fourth graders now. I think that's based on research that says that that's usually when you lose kids mm. around third and fourth grade. Hmm. So,
0: um... I think it's dope. Oh, it's definitely dope. So many opportunities and just...
1: And then the best part about it is that it's a public school. Yeah. It's not a charter school. Right. It's not a private school. Right. Not to diss anybody that does that. But the idea that an outside foundation is working with a public school system mm-hmm. in this climate. That's trying to, that literally the um, who's over the Department of Education, Betsy DeVos, mm-hmm. is trying. Is trying to strip public education at all costs. Yeah.
0: For so, l- anyway, keep going. <laughs>
1: so it's dope to see. Um, them using different solutions of trying to fix public education because i think public education is the most important thing Yep. as far as uh
0: that's like the number one way to enrich the community right so um but just like all everything that comes it's not just for the kids though too like the parents get helped out
1: yeah the parents are they're getting uh g GED training if they need it. They're getting job opportunities, stuff like that.
0: The school day hours are like normal work day hours, so you know, parents don't have to have their kids in daycare or go be with somebody. Because isn't it going to be like a 9 to 5 instead of... Yeah, it's uh, Like a 7 to 3? Five, 5 o'clock. And they
1: get breakfast free, uh, lunch free, mm-hmm. and they also get a snack. That way you're guaranteeing that kids at least are eating. Yeah. And they all get bikes. Yep. So, and then they get free transportation if they live within two miles of the school.
0: That's just that's amazing. Yeah. Like that that to me is the epitome of no child left behind.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what. That's exactly what you would hope would happen in a in a free education system, mm-hmm. especially for at-risk kids mm-hmm. to have that mm-hmm. they get to go to a beautiful new school by i'm sure most of their favorite athlete most of the kids favorite athlete That's the wrong right and he literally went he literally lived in the same community that you live in mm-hmm. like they were talking to him and he said in like third grade because his mom was displaced um because they had lost their housing and stuff, mm. they uh, he missed over eighty days of school. Yeah, it's only a days.
0: In this, right? I think it's like a hundred eighty.
1: That like, say what you will about anything that he does on the court, but off the court, he's a uh, perfect role model. Yeah,
0: doing everything right, covering all his bases. Right, can't nobody like if you have anything shitty to say about lebron it's because you're a shitty person speaking
1: of which <laughs> uh since you say that uh I, the shitty person in uh the white house decided that he was gonna weigh in because lebron has said something about that um trump was dividing america mm-hmm. and so
0: huh. what he had to say with his
1: let me let me pull up these with his ugly. Oh orange crush looking. (laughs) Like this Let me pull
0: up what this nigga had to say. I wanna go to the damn school, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. A bike, my nigga?
1: Bruh, I was trying to get a bike right now. I know,
0: I haven't actually ridden a bike in so long.
1: Let me see what this old jerkwad had the, the audacity to say. Because I want to say exactly what this Negro had to say.
0: <laughs> Verbatim. Hurt people, hurt people.
1: But yeah, I'll get <laughs> back to it second. Oh, LeBron was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. First off.
0: Mike, who, nigga? The fuck?
1: <laughs> so I, I'm assuming. Michael Jordan? Yeah. But
0: there, he has nothing to do with none of this. You you know nothing about sports. You just want to throw out another big name yeah. to make it seem like you know about shit, but you don't. <laughs> to make it seem
1: like you're not attacking two black men saying they're not smart. First off, I hate Don too, but I ain't going to say he's stupid. He's clearly intelligent. And then plus LeBron is improving himself to be intelligent multiple times like the dude. And it was, I, I think that's just a distraction to keep our eyes off of uh, whatever crime he's committing today. Mm. (laughs) Like That dude That dude going down
0: (laughs) When though It's not happening soon enough
1: Soon but Very soon soon. (laughs) We are
0: (laughs) going to see The game Soon
1: but (laughs) But yeah I mean I don't know I just think that uh, I mean he's proven He's shown time and time again That he will only attack people who are of certain races or classes or uh, certain Mm. genders. And then the the audacity of the same dude that literally stared at a solar eclipse to call somebody else stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't he go blind? It sometimes, just seems like sometimes nothing affects him. He's immortal. He is
1: bro, he don't give Satan.
0: <laughs> he's Satan. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on with it. Like, I... Yo, man. It's getting to the point now that some of these people who are... Alright. I'm trying to think the best way to say this. There are elements in his party that are almost cult like. Some people very definitely act like he is a cult leader.
0: Uh you said almost. That's the wrong um <laughs> adjective.
1: What would you say?
0: Uh I feel like everybody in the whole damn the whole white house is a cult right now. Yeah. Everybody in con- like n- nobody is out here, number one, thinking for themselves, but no one is indiscriminate. Like everybody, it, it's just very apparent that they hate anybody that's not white and rich, period. Yeah. And it's very apparent that they're doing everything that they can do to make themselves even more superior.
1: Definitely. Like, but it's just the levels of of acting like we
0: the levels of gaslighting and like just complete lying. Yeah. And
1: then the people who are now saying stuff like uh, the media is turning me towards being a Trump supporter. How the fuck could they do that shit?
0: What? What, what kind of power is the media
1: like It's because they're so <laughs> It's, they're just not fair to him oh really oh, I, so, I remember
0: you're gonna support him because you feel bad for him yeah since when has that become a thing
1: like we literally let a bully in the white house and now we're like the bully is like it wasn't my fault they were all picking on me <laughs> yeah but, i guess i mean if you're a praying person i guess y'all you, know, you can do is pray about <laughs> it <laughs> considering <laughs>
0: Ah, Yo. <laughs> I don't know what to say. All y'all who got praying grandmamas, tell them. With
1: two touching the <laughs> <laughs> I think we just all need to go way across the mirror here and pray.
0: Kumbaya, my nigga. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> Excited are you to see Black I'm pretty damn excited. Uh, what is my schedule for Friday, actually, so I can see what time I'm gonna go see that shit? Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh shit! And I get off at five forty-five. I ain't got to close, so I can actually go to a decent showtime. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited about that.
1: Like, I can't wait to see it because, like, it's so dope that uh, the cast looks amazing in it. Yeah. Like, you got John David Washington.
0: Denzel son.
1: Yep, who sounds exactly like <laughs> Yeah, he does. Like, he got, he's got that accent all the way down. And you got Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh you got Topher Grace. Mm-hmm. Who, it's eerie how much he looks like a young David Duke.
0: Yeah, they they did a good job.
1: He looks exactly like the young David Duke.
0: Never would have thought about that before, uh-huh. but.
1: And I was like, that's perfect fucking casting.
0: Um, it's just a good ass idea. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then you know Jordan Peele.
1: Produced it, yeah.
0: Shit, you just know it's yeah. gonna be good.
1: And you know, Spike Lee is is
0: the goat. The, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. He's one of those people despite what you might feel about him. At his craft, he's on top. Like he's one of the greatest directors all the time.
0: You gonna go see it this weekend?
1: I'm gonna try to. I'm definitely gonna try to. I'm usually not too big of a movie per like movie and theater person. Mm. But yeah. If it's if it's good I'll definitely try to see it.
0: I'm definitely gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some mental notes about the demographic. Because I'm, I'm kind of curious about who's actually going to be interested in this movie and for what reasons.
1: Me too. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of people that are going to hate watch. Mm-hmm. But I, the story and the fact that it's true it's so interesting. I'm sure it's going to get somewhat a diverse crowd. The crazy thing is going to be like the black people. No, I've seen that. <laughs>
0: Not me. I'm like, mm-hmm. hell yeah.
1: I'm not going to see no stuff about no black clans, but that's what they want you to think. Like
0: That's it's, deeper than that.
1: It's definitely going to be that crowd, too. And it's going to be the ignorant others part. Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
1: Whoa! if they had a,
0: <laughs> they had a white
1: clans, people would be upset. <laughs> nah, I see that movie, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm going to try to go see it on Friday.
1: Um... something about it I wanted to talk about oh um another part of it is that I hadn't heard that that story per se that narrative yeah and I think it's important for people to see uh there's so many stories in history especially black and multicultural history that can be discussed and can be fresh ideas and they can be presented now it doesn't always have to be slave movies mm-hmm. and it actually doesn't have to be all civil rights movies even though there are a lot of civil rights stories that aren't told um I recently watched I was on like a documentary mm-hmm. the other day so I watched two uh I think there were frontline documentaries. Mm-hmm. One of them was on the Stonewall uh, riots in New York, the the gay club mm-hmm. that had a riots in the sixties,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was talking about that. And the other one was about the Freedom Riders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Both were done very well. I guess so. the Freedom Riders, It's weird to just see how much people dealt with just the the simple things like they bombed that uh, bus yeah in aniston yeah and they beat them in birmingham and they beat them in montgomery all for trying to integrate the buzzing system Mm -hmm. and then once they left montgomery they went to mississippi And Ross Barnett, who was the governor then, just decided that he was going to put them in jail and they were going to work on the farm. Like, like chain gang labor.
0: Like slaves all over again.
1: Right. And so what happened was once they got to Mississippi, the word got out and they called it Freedom Summer to where all these like rich white kids and stuff from all around the country were joining and going down to spend time and they arrested hundreds of people i think that's the other part of it that we have to start embracing that it was more than just black people that worked together for
0: yeah civil rights mm-hmm.
1: and um those stories also need to be told
0: i was just gonna say i wish there was more accounts for the non-black or non-people of color who were allies
1: and they talked to several the White Freedom Riders um, in this documentary, which made it really cool. Like, this one girl, she was one of the first wave of the Freedom Riders, mm. and she was like, she had grown up, I think, in New York and stuff. She thought the worst worst-case scenario that she was gonna have to deal with somebody spitting on her or getting called a name. Mm. She had no idea that how it, bad was, it was. Yeah. And that's the other part of it. There are well-meaning white people
0: that don't understand fully. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To like this day. That, that is why... That's why we speak out. That's why we... You know what I'm saying? We do what we do because... For one, nobody has the same experience. Period. No matter what race you are. But as black people, we have to let other people know what we're going through. So... But even even though we let other people know what we're going through, it still does not hit them because they might not be as close to it, especially white people, period. Like There are white people who are very passionate about helping people of color and helping marginalized groups of oppressed people, but still, to actually experience it is completely different from actually understanding it. So even though, you know, there are white people who understand, you know, oppression and systematic oppression specifically, but still don't know what it does to you mentally.
1: Right. And that's like another one of the uh, white freedom runners that they talk about. All right. After the first wave. uh, All right. I guess I have to go back. The. Um. CORE, which was the Congress of Racial Equality, mm-hmm. was kind of like the startup organization in the civil rights movement. It, mm-hmm. it didn't have the cachet that the NAACP or Southern Christian Leadership, which was run by Dr. King, mm-hmm. or SNCC, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, had. So they came up with the idea of the Freedom Rides and people in the free, like people in the civil rights movement were like, uh, they were, they were trying to advise them that this was gonna be daunting. And so they were northerners, so they really didn't understand the aggression in the South, especially of northerners coming to the South mm-hmm. to integrate it. Mm-hmm. So after everything happened in Alabama, they were pretty much just gonna go back home, lick their wounds, and just go back. But in Nashville, um, there was a young lady named Diane Nash, who is a triple OG, OG, OG. <laughs> like she's, a, they, um, Tessa Thompson plays her in Selma. Okay. Like she was, uh, she had went to Fisk. And she organized the student sit-ins in 61 in Woolworths that ended up spreading from Nashville to Carolinas, I think.
0: I feel like Tessa Thompson is kind of typecast. <laughs> what do you think about that?
1: Yeah.
0: She was in um, For Colored Girls. She was on uh, Dear White People.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh you know what I'm saying? Like she has this I don't know. Anyway, continue. That was just a I mean that's very true. That random thing. thought.
1: But um so Diane Nash organized a different set of uh students that they were gonna leave from Nashville that night. Only thing about it was because the urgency of it, mm-hmm. it was during finals week.
0: Mm, so they didn't get as much participation as they could've.
1: That's the crazy thing.
0: Or people were using so taking an excuse to...
1: They knew that if they left that night, they were pretty much dropping out of college. In which most of these kids were first generation. They would have been college first, generation college, first generation college students and they would definitely have been first generation college graduates. Mm-hmm. So they decided that they were going to leave that night. One of the white guys that left... But, um, one of the white guys that left, um, he said he had grown up in, uh, nice places and stuff, but he wanted to let his parents know, cause before they left, they all signed their last will and testament.
0: Mm. That's some hardcore shit, man.
1: Yeah. So they all signed their last will and testament and some of them wrote letters to their parents and he wrote his letter, he read his letter that he wrote to them just telling them that they were good parents and everything but he felt like he had to do this and he was crying reading it. Yeah, I bet. So, when they got to Birmingham, they, uh, one of the aides for JFK and Robert Kennedy, they had sent them down there to try to make peace of it. They didn't want to involve federal troops but they were going to do it to, uh, if they had to. Mm. So they sent him down there to try to intervene. And when that bus got to Birmingham, Bull Connor, which anybody knows in my history, was pretty much the worst racist in Alabama.
0: The biggest dick ever.
1: Decided that he was going to not send uh, the police in for 15 minutes to let the clad do whatever they wanted to do. So For 15 minutes They got their asses beat
0: That shit is just and I literally is, still just think about the psyche Of some some people Like yeah. that Like those are people like her grandparent's age That is A mental issue To ever just be okay with Inflicting that kind of Physical pain on somebody Yeah which will, in turn, become a mental issue. Like, how, what kind of fucked up do you have to be to just be okay with doing shit like that? But, I mean, it's easy to do it when you got everybody else around you who are okay with it. Right. But which is just like, was is racism a thing because it's a monkey see, monkey do? Or were people actually... Did people actually just really feel like they were better because they were lighter skinned?
1: It's a uh, it's uh it's a combination of things like uh racism happened in America because it was built that way, not America, but racism was you had to build a racial class system. To justify the treatment of those who are black. Like you had to have a racial hierarchy to justify why you wouldn't enslave another human being. So you made propaganda to make it that they weren't human or they were 3 fifths of a person. Stuff like that. Just to justify. And then over years, since racism is a made-up thing, over years people forget this made-up thing. Like people also think that like they say things like it was it was just the time period. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. They, they like the founding fathers knew what they were doing. Yeah, that's and they had to build a marketing scheme to how to sell this. Right. And so, I don't I don't know if everybody fully. I don't think everybody fully thinks that they're better than somebody. I think that
0: to me that stems from an insecurity.
1: It definitely does, or what they call—what's it now? What do they say about Trump supporters? Economic anxiety. (laughs) That's the reason she wrote "nigger" on that lady's house. Economic anxiety.
0: But to really think about all the work that they put in just to keep us down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn keep that same energy with 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 focusing on doing right for yourself.
1: It's easier, to blame somebody for something.
0: You rather you rather around. kick somebody while they're down than to just it's, uh, I just will never understand it. Me neither. But, but do you think you could have been like a freedom rider? Fuck no. <laughs> like that like what
1: I was Like watching- if,
0: if 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 all that shit if we were in the same kind of climate now do you think you would you would be like down the ride?
1: Me right now, no. At one point, I would've, I I might've thought about doing it, but I don't think I can do it now. Yeah, and I. It's just like when when people be like, if I was a slave, well, no, you don't know what you would
0: do unless you in that situation. It's easy to to say that
1: shit, but. When I was watching the documentary, I was like, nah, man, I couldn't be no freedom writer.
0: And then they were like, Signing your own will and testament at and a tender made, age. Yeah. Not because you're dying, but because you might die from doing something good.
1: And I just... I can't imagine getting my head bashed in to be like, you know what? do this for freedom. I, I, I ain't got that. Now my granddaddy never did that. Like... And they risked their lives. Like, I don't know if I told that story on here. Uh, my grenade was almost lynched when he was about 17.
0: No, you do not tell that story.
1: He was, uh, I think he was playing, he was, like, playing basketball. And he, walked, he was walking back to the house, and a truck full of uh, white boys pulled up and tried to pull him in, and they were going to try to take him off and he fought him off and he had a knife so he cut one of them and so of course they ended up no pressing charges against him and so when they took him to jail they were talking about they were gonna lynch like lynch him again but one of the black attorneys in their hometown helped him out
0: yeah damn and I mm. That that like that would probably fuck with me for the rest of my life. Just thinking about the possibility of what could happen in and he those kind of situations.
1: And he didn't tell anybody until the year before he died, when he was sick. Like my mom went to Mississippi for a month, and he just told her a whole bunch of stuff that she had never known, mm-hmm. or, like stuff like that. Like, but see,
0: that's what that's what I'm talking about when I say that like. That kind of stuff makes us just inherently need therapy because forever you have PTSD. Like now you have to live with this paranoia. You know what I'm saying? Especially back then. Almost everyday life means living with paranoia.
1: Right.
0: And And it's still the same.
1: My granddad was 75 at that point. He was in a hospital bed crying, talking about something that happened when he was 17. 18,
0: right, was which meant that's, that was affecting him for his entire life.
1: Right. And that was just some of the things that they they, that they told us. Like, when I was doing my uh my history for a discipline class in at A&M, uh, we had to do an oral history of our family. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dr. Green, my professor, told me, he was like, now when you're talking to older people, sometimes they will feel uncomfortable talking about some things and you can't push against that Mm -hmm. if they tell you to back off you just gotta back off because you're dealing with people's lived experiences Mm -hmm.
0: and they haven't been able to properly unpack them and and actually work through them they're just still dealing with all of the trauma
1: yeah like my because right most there?
0: of them have never gone to therapy. No.
1: Like, we're first generation that's even thought about therapy. Yeah.
0: And literally, therapy has just now been like more embraced. Yeah. Like these last couple of years, honestly. speaking of therapy i've been just thinking about um obviously finding a therapist but a lot of my friends so recently rose told me that she found a black therapist because she's a teacher so therapy is actually like covered by their insurance right. teachers have bomb ass insurance yep um so she was like you know i found a therapist and it's a black woman and i was just thinking like when it comes to therapy Do we need therapy from people who share our same um, demographic traits? Like, is it best for me to have? (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Just thinking like, I know me too. Um, (laughs) Is it best for me to have? a black woman therapist because I'm a black woman or are there some therapies therapists because you know what I'm saying you want you I honestly think in order to to have successful um, rehabilitation of yourself of your mind when you're opening up to a therapist of course they have to be Unbiased, and they have to give you, you know, advice based on their training and not so much based on who you are uh, initially. But I feel like in order to, like, truly help someone, you have to come from a certain point of understanding, and there has to be some kind of relativity. So just, like, I, I don't feel... Honestly, don't So if I want to go and talk about you know my experience as a black woman in america right now or if i want to ever talk about my experience as a little black girl growing up in america can i fully do that and be comfortable with a white man or you know what i'm saying somebody who may not have ever experienced any kind of trauma or oppression and still receive helpful therapy from them. Like you 'cause didn't you tell me you went to therapy? Yeah. Or you've been. So is your therapist black?
1: I went uh the first time I went I was still a grandma. It was it was a black lady. And I can't remember how I, up. I got referred from a doctor to somebody. Mhm. But I didn't, I didn't, like, the second time, it was more so about dealing with death Mm -hmm. of a friend. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really more so about, like, my daily life. It was more so dealing with the trauma of an incident. Mm -hmm. But I think if I was going to ongoing treatment, I would want to have somebody who has a similar experience to me. Right. I think it's necessary. I think it's not necessary, but I think it's important.
0: Yeah. To have that. Yeah. I was just thinking about that because I know um, I don't wanna talk about Casey a lot, but you, we always talk um, and she's always like, you know, I can see, you know, when bullshit is happening to my black friends and stuff and, you know, it pisses me off. But honestly, I can't sit here and act like I'm more angry than they are because I will never know exactly how it feels. So, like thinking about that in a in a therapeutical sense, like coming from a doctor, like can you really guide me on how to how to cope with certain things if you've never? Because that's not something that you can. Well, it is, but I don't feel like it's something that every single therapist would be equipped with. Is to know how to to speak to oppressed people who. Who deal with certain traumas based off of oppression? I would
1: like, I would like to think that a white therapist would be able to help. But the only problem is that sometimes when you have, uh, sometimes when you're around uh, woke white people, they have, I guess it's natural, but they have a thing to try to make you uh, understand that they're down
2: hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead
1: of addressing uh, white supremacy from a and Not to say that they're active in white supremacy. No, right. But they're a. A beneficiary. Right. They're doing
0: supremacy. it more so for themselves and not.
1: Right. Not for the justice of trying to bring attention to, to mm-hmm, things.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Like. So. I mean, I would definitely want to seek out. What? therapist if i was going for this everyday counseling
0: yeah
1: i need to i'm feeling pretty good lately, but i need, definitely need to set up one to when i'm not feeling good Mm-hmm. and i'm feeling a little you know down on myself i can get some help
0: yeah i just i don't know if it's something that i need like ongoing But I think that's just kind of how therapy works. You go until you feel like, you know, you can map things out for yourself better and clearer Um, unless, you know, you're like, unless it's like a clinical depression thing or something clinical, then you're going to need it for the rest of your life throughout. But for me, I I know I'm not clinically depressed, but like I said, I was, you know, last week I did say I was dealing with a little situational depression and that's just gonna happen throughout life because life but i need to be able to um to deal with things a little bit better um and not that you know i was dealing with them in in like a terrible way to where i was like hurting myself or hurting other people or you know i'm saying like i was still able to go to work and you know get myself together and you know put on a good front but I just feel like when I get overwhelmed, I don't, I don't have, I don't want to say motivation, but I feel like I kind of just sit in the funk. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't pull myself out of it as easily. Like. I definitely there were you like, even though, like I said, I was still, you know, able to get up and go to work. I was letting other things slide that I was doing for myself. Like I just quit working out. I quit eating right. And then now, like I noticed, like I gained almost all the weight that I lost. I gained it back. So now I'm like, okay, I have to get back on track for one. Working out just makes, it's just good for you. It's good for your brain. Um, and I definitely just felt better mentally when I was working out but i just noticed like i just didn't have the motivation to do those kinds of things like i was taking care of myself as far as you know i was i'm still eating i'm still getting up going to work i'm still you know brushing my teeth keeping my body clean but i was letting that kind of shit go like i wasn't you know my car was junky my room was dirty you know what i'm saying bathroom dirty not going to the gym eating sloppy i was definitely emotionally eating Um, And I feel like that would help me with that aspect, too. Like if I can get my emotions sorted out, I wouldn't resort to trying to fill a void with food or alcohol or, you know, things like that. But I definitely need like someone to talk to when I feel like I'm becoming like pressed, because like I said, I'm already like so in my own head about fixing my own life and getting my shit together and I'm always just thinking about like a game plan for like my next move or always thinking about how I can you know make more money or finally branch out and do something different on my own because right it is just me right now so I don't have like a partner that I can talk to or you know bounce ideas off of so I do kind of get Overwhelmed Because I don't have much of an outlet And I'm not one to just kind of like Have a whole moment with a group of friends And be like you, guys, you know guys I've just kind of been really depressed Like I I might talk to like one or two people About how I'm really feeling about things But it's not I, I just don't have a major outlet I don't write in a journal <laughs> I just kind of Put on a front And then I go home and I be sad And then I go to sleep I don't actually like get those emotions out of course like I'll cry if I feel like I've you know I'm just emotionally exhausted and that's the last thing that I can do to actually get my frustrations out but I don't I don't have a good way of like compartmentalizing and working through my shit when I'm going through shit Put a thing on, on um Instagram, like a question thing, and we got some questions. Okay. What's yes, up? So the first one, I don't know if he wants us to say who he is, but the first one came from one of our good boy buddies in Miami. You mm-hmm. know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um he says what is the worst habit someone can do on a first date that would immediately turn you off the
1: worst the worst habit that somebody could do on the first date um <laughs> you go first since you go more dates than
0: <laughs> first of all i do not let's just make that clear
1: you can't get more more sad. That's a good question. I mean, the obvious one would be like if they just burped all out in your face or farted or something.
0: <laughs> That's You would get mad at a fart.
1: I wouldn't get mad, but you're kinda like you know you're not comfortable around somebody and they do something like that, you're like, What is wrong with this psychopath? <laughs> like, how dare you? We're not that close. <laughs> um, what would what what would turn you off instantly?
0: Um, one of my girlfriends, she responded, and she was like, "I cannot stand, you know, if I'm on like a dinner date and the guy is treating the server like shit. That's an that's an immediate turn off." And I was like, "Yeah, I think that's one of the first ones because I think first dates are usually dinner dates. Right. So I was like, if a guy doesn't tip, I would be really like embarrassed. Um, oh yeah, that, all right,
1: that would definitely probably be, even though I was a guy tips, but." if somebody for some reason if if they were being mean to a server yeah. or something like that I, I would definitely
0: I would be embarrassed I would be angry and I would definitely say something to them about it I don't know if it would be like well no it, it would definitely be an immediate turn off um, that and dirty fingernails Dirty fingernails Really really (laughs) Make me cringe (laughs) As you look at your fingernails Doing a fingernail check
1: I bite my fingernails That's that's my bad habit You don't
0: have room for dirt No
1: like I have a really bad habit of bite my fingernails Mm. Since
0: I was a kid That's a nervous thing I think that has to do with your anxiety Definitely um dirty fingernails i cannot i saw oh my god i actually there was this woman who came to our counter for some products and her fingernails were absolutely fucking disgusting and it really threw me off because she was like well dressed she looked like she was nicely groomed but her fingernails i was like either this bitch is like undercover doing meth or (laughs) like because well, for one, her hands just she her hands just didn't look like they were ever taken care of. But the dirt up under her fingernails, I was like,
1: I've never understood the dirt thing.
0: You like, got busted hands and dirt under. To me, I just feel like you're not washing your hands properly. If you
1: yeah, you have dirt under your finger, Yeah,
0: consistently have dirt under your fingernails.
1: Yeah, that's a that's
0: a hygiene thing. And that just like mm. I don't want you to touch me or go near my lady parts with no dirty fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just uh-uh. um, no. bad uh bad breath too though. Oof yeah. Jesus. That's an instant turn off. <laughs> I can love the hell out of you, but if you get close to me with some taint ass breath, I will be pissed immediately. <laughs> Um,
1: I don't know if like I don't have any really bad habit the only, the only thing that would instantly turn me off about somebody is if they're a story topper mm. you know what a story topper is mm-hmm. every time you got a story they gotta come back with some lackluster bullshit ass story me and my friends used to get really drunk in, high, in uh, college And your friends didn't get as drunk as my friends right <laughs> 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 y'all drink cooler a, a one-upper like just <laughs> calm down over there i have a friend that woke up in a frat house that he didn't go to like he was in school, he had already graduated he woke up in a frat house and you ain't... i just don't get the whole what are you trying to prove do you really think that you're smarter than about 98 percent of all of us who don't understand <laughs> i just don't understand the great
0: con in that you're trying to get over yeah me neither and and then like yeah what is the end goal like so what if we do find out that the earth is flat then what though is what's what is it really gonna change (laughs) what would it change
1: and then like
0: gravity is still 9.8 meters per second like uh, you but you get what i'm saying like it's not like oh shit now that we found out the earth is flat we gotta stop doing such and such or we gotta like
1: like the other funny thing is with the flat earthers is the people that say "We're like so why does the sun rise in the east and set in the west Mm. like because it's because we're in a dome and
0: not just up and down
1: they say because we're in a dome so but you think don't. so you think it's easier to explain the Earth rising <laughs> in the east and the west is that in a flat surface that we have a right. dome covering us instead of that the Earth is a uh, sphere. <laughs> like,
0: a flat surface within a dome is still. And who built the dome? Uh, Where the dome come from? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's- A flat earther in a hotel would definitely turn me off. I don't like when men are just like my queen. I'm like, ugh. Shut the fuck up. so thank you guys for tuning in today to suburban pod if you would like to follow me on twitter you can find me at kirby brown girl and you can find me at a kid named juice some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey battle you can follow him on soundcloud at bjc battle
1: new episodes available every thursday